Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. I'm Alessia, your host, strength and nutrition coach at alessiadcoaching.com. This week we're talking all about the menstrual cycle. What is the menstrual cycle? What is PMS? What are some of the other more common menstruation issues that women face? How to train during your period? Tips on managing symptoms and also some tips on your nutrition and your cycle. So this week I am so excited to dive right into this topic because I think a lot of women really struggle with managing their menstruation cycle and just in general training and nutrition around their cycle can prove to be quite a challenge for a lot of women i know that for me personally i uh every month have a a battle with pms and um menstrual pain and it's it's been like that ever since i was young with dysmenorrhea and i'm going to talk a little bit about what that is later on but i just wanted to make this episode because i think it's it's not talked about enough with women and strength training and um, a lot of women feel lost when it comes to their nutrition and their training during their cycle how to manage their pms how to manage the, the symptoms that come with pms and um you know some women come to me and they're completely lost on whether they should change their training and how they can um you know maximize still getting in training and really good healthy nutrition while they're on their period so that's why i wanted to make this episode so um i think one thing that we need to kind of put out there before and i need to put this out there is that every woman is different now what i'm going to present to you in this episode is from my own research my own experience with clients and also my own experience as a woman so um i think it's important just to make that statement that you know everyone is different every woman is different and her cycle is different and it's it's it comes different for every single woman so um, there is no really one size fits all when it comes to this whole thing and that's why I wanted to kind of put that out there so the first thing I want to talk about is what is the menstrual cycle while I'm sure you've heard of the menstrual cycle obviously being a woman but if you're you're not really um, even sure how it works we're going to talk a little bit about that and and if if this is something new i don't want to uh you know make you feel bad that you don't know how it works because honestly it took me quite some time to even understand my own cycle and how the cycle actually works so the menstrual cycle begins on the first day of the menstrual period and it ends the day before the next period begins the average length of a cycle is 28 days but some women's cycle ranges between 24 days and 35 days and if a woman falls outside of this range generally they should be seeing a medical professional they should be seeing their gynecologist because they might have something that um is you know messing up with their cycle and um everyone is different it, it changes from person to person and the menstrual cycle also changes as we age and it tends to obviously decrease in length as we get older 
menstruation is definitely more commonly known and called a period and it's when menstrual fluid that consists of blood uterine lining cervical mucus and vaginal uh, secretions leave the vagina and this is the only visible sign of the cycle and it actually usually lasts between three and seven days some again women have shorter some women have longer uh, period cycles but that is just the average and There's actually three other phases after menstruation, including ovulation that takes place after the period and before the cycle ends. But I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on when I go into training around your cycle. Um, Look, keep in mind, though, that during these phases, the body is releasing different combinations and levels of hormones that um, instigate or regulate the changes. And in some cases, these hormones can cause some side effects. And the biggest one that we all know about is PMS or premenstrual syndrome or premenstrual tension, PMT in some countries. Um, And while periods are often associated with cramps, um, and there are, you know, cramps, there are women that have cramps and pain, which is normally called period pain, um, it's actually not normal unless you are um, predisposed to dysmenorrhea which is painful periods. Um, But generally, really painful periods are not normal and periods shouldn't be excruciatingly excruciatingly painful. And poorly managed period pain may increase the likelihood of chronic pain um, by sensitizing the nervous system. And it's important to really, you know, help yourself with early pain management and if you do have a very painful cycle and you still haven't seen a doctor it's really important that you do just to kind of rule out any other serious issues like endometriosis um so let's kind of look at what is pms because i think a lot of us have it in differing degrees and very everyone has it in different way pms also knows also known as premenstrual tension um, refers to the emotional and the physical symptoms that women experience in the week before their period so before it begins a week before sometimes even a week and a half or two weeks it can happen for some women Um, they start to develop certain symptoms that are associated with the release of the hormones. Um, And it could be either emotional and physical symptoms. So PMS is a side effect of a woman's changing hormones. And it can be also heightened by a a very high stressful life or high stress levels. So some of the emotional symptoms that a lot of women can um, experience is irritability, Um, feeling anxious, lower um, libido, mood swings, uh, nervous tension, reduced ability to cope. So um, this could be, you know, this can look different for a lot of women, but some, I know for me, um, my PMS can tend to be quite intense. Um, And so for me, I generally feel like (laughs) it's the end of the world. Um, And it's, it's so kind of like, a cliche in a sense because I think a lot of people make fun of it especially men but um, 
it's sad because it it the the whole stigma around periods is i mean i could go into this in a, a lot of detail but it's not my area of expertise but the stigma around periods can start at a very young age for a girl and um it can bring about feelings of shame feelings of embarrassment feelings of wanting to hide um and it, it's it's not really kind of recognized in society as a real issue and so a lot of women can feel alienated because of that and so um you know there's this reduced ability to cope with with basic stuff like you know just going to work or um you know just (laughs) making breakfast just very basic things it can really reduce your ability to cope and difficulty concentrating as well and it can lead to things like depression and aggression as well. So those are some of the emotional uh, symptoms. Some of the physical symptoms might include fluid retention, so water retention, um, which can cause bloating, not just in abdominal bloating, but also um, your your fingers can bloat up, your feet can bloat up. Um, you can just feel generally quite swelled up. Um, obviously, there's a lot of breast tenderness, um, and swelling right there too, skin problems, um, breakouts, acne, and then even headaches, feeling of lethargy, fatigued, weight increase. Um, You know, you might experience um, weight fluctuations during the week before your period and even on the week of your period. Um, Cravings for different foods and even just aches and pains and just general feeling of, just feeling icky. Um, But there's so many symptoms that women can experience during PMS, um, but most women only really experience a handful, not everything all at once. Um, It can come, come and go in waves. And um, I know that working with, you know, women clients, it's not always the same. And so everyone is different and um, it does kind of shape how my clients train and how um, they feel throughout the entire cycle. And so I have to really pay attention to that. Um, Every woman is really unique. Um, and I never assume that one woman's experience is going to be the same as another. And so I work with clients um, throughout their entire cycle, helping them. And even in my one-to-one coaching, um, I give them tips and the right food to eat during um, their cycle, after their period, and so forth. So um, I really do believe that it's important to kind of um, honor yourself during this time. Um, it's it's a beautiful time in a woman's cycle. And I think women are sometimes, you know, very dismissive about their periods. Um, and I have, I have months where I am, um, you know, and I feel like, oh, I really just wish I didn't have it. But I think we need to honor our bodies and the amazing miracle that our bodies Um, can do every month so that is really important Um, so I wanted to kind of just talk just a little bit just kind of address some other common menstruation issues that can happen Um, and um, I fall into this um, 
one of them, one of the categories, which is dysmenorrhea. So in addition to PMS, in addition to the PMS, there are other several issues that commonly affect women's menstruation and that can impact training. Um, the first one is dysmenorrhea, which is painful menstrual cramps. Um, and this is something that I can vouch for for myself because I've always had dysmenorrhea ever since I was young. Um, it's just a fancy term to name painful period cramps. And I do sometimes have months where I'm in so much pain that I really need to take um, painkillers. Um, but some months I'm not too bad. Um, I do have to make a point that nutrition and um, stress are two of the biggest factors that affect my menstrual cycle. And um, when I was a vegan, I had the worst period cramps. Um, and it was because I was very low in hema iron. And so when I started eating meat again, I noticed a significant shift in my period cramps. And now they're not half as bad as they were before. So um, that's dysmenorrhea. Then there's also amenorrhea. Um, which is actually called the absence of periods or as a result of hormonal dysfunction. So amenorrhea is abnormal because all women must have a period. So this could be due to several reasons. It could be due to severe dieting or it could be due to a, an eating disorder or it could also be due to hormonal dysfunction such as PCOS, endometriosis, um, and other issues of the hormones. Um, there's also menorrhagia, and that's heavy bleeding. So if you have very, very heavy periods, um, your doctor might, um, you know, basically say that you have menorrhagia. So that's heavy bleeding. And those are quite common um, in a lot of women who have um, PCOS or um, endometriosis. There's also irregular periods. So I know that when I was younger, I had a lot of irregular periods. My cycle was kind of all over the place. So irregular periods can look like um, cycles that are either too short or too long or periods that last different amounts of time every month. So for example, one month you might have it for seven days, your period might be seven days long, bleeding for seven days. Then the next month you only bleed for two days. And then the following month you only bleed for three days. And then again, five days. It's like completely erratic. That is irregular periods or an irregular cycle. Then there's also spotting, bleeding, and discoloration in between periods. Now, this is actually quite normal. Um, a lot of women um, have spotting and bleeding in between their cycle, um, generally close to their period before their periods begin, um, or discoloration in the vaginal discharge. However, if it's um, quite heavy bleeding or heavy spotting, um, it is important to go and see your doctor just to make sure, again, to rule out any other severe issues. Um, there's also premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which can result in severe emotional and physical symptoms experienced throughout the menstrual cycle. Um, and menstrual migraines, which are one-sided headaches that cause severe pain and sensitivity to light, sounds, and smells. So those are the most common um, 
issues that come with PMS or in addition to PMS that a lot of women suffer with. Now, there's much more to cover on this topic. I mean, I could go literally into detail, but I just kind of wanted to touch on those um, because a lot of women do go through these things. So one thing now it brings me to is you're probably asking, should I adjust my program, my training, um, and my diet according to my menstrual cycle? Now, the answer is it depends because there's not a whole lot of supporting research that um, suggests that we should, you know, eat in a specific way and train in a specific way um, during our cycle. It's kind of like a, the research is a bit incomplete, but based on things like age, genetics, stress, training level and nutrition, and of course lifestyle and um, you know preferences, um, there are ways that you can learn to manage your own cycle. And I'm gonna actually discuss um, this a little bit in more detail um, now. So basically, you can actually manage your cycle just by understanding your cycle, knowing your phases. So for example, the first week of your phase is called the follicular phase. Now the follicular phase is between day one and day seven of your cycle. And in this cycle or this phase of the cycle sorry you are estrogen dominant so your body is releasing more estrogen and this is you know your your craving your um craving in are increasing um you have more discomfort you might want to avoid moving a lot um you feel tired um you might possibly have cramping and you feel uncomfortable. So this is the beginning of your cycle, your follicular phase, and this is when you might want to avoid jumping movements, avoid um, things that are, you know, require a lot of um, coordination. So you wanna kind of stick to strong, stable movements. Um, because you're feeling tired, you might not feel you know, energetic enough to do a lot of cardio. So this is a good time to focus on basic movements, um, body weight movements, body weight strength movements that are stable and even using machines at the gym. Now, um, you know, in this stage, dieting is quite difficult because you're in, you know, being in a calorie deficit here might be really difficult because of how you feel physically, because you're so estrogen dominant. Um, then you move on to week two of your phase and you're still in that follicular phase now. Um, you're between day eight and day 14. So now you're done with your period. So um, basically the, the first was, was the first phase was, you know, your period, the follicular phase week one. Now you're done with your period and that lasts about eight from day eight to day 14. Now here you are still estrogen dominant, but now your testosterone is peaking and the testosterone peaks at around day 13 and day 14. So towards that end of the period, you start to get more stronger. You start to feel 
um, more physically able to lift heavier in the gym. So this is a great time to stick to a calorie deficit. It's a great time to be, you know, focused on your nutrition. It's a, a great time to, um, you know, perhaps lift heavier and do some personal bests in the gym because this is where your energy is higher. And this is where your ovulation begins on around day 14. Now, day 14 to day 21 or day 15 to day 21, we're moving on to week three of your cycle. And now we're moving into the phase called the luteal phase, where you're now moving into a more progesterone dominant phase. And this is where cramping might start again. You might feel more tired and sluggish again. Um, you might still be strong, but you might have you know, less um, strength to lift. You might be more inclined to do um, more you know, um, cardio movements or aerobic exercises. You might have more headache you might feel more sluggish. You might have, um, you know, less inclined. You're, you're probably more less inclined to um, be dieting a whole lot. So you can actually now start to maybe increase your um, daily caloric intake, maybe 100 to 300 calories per day, just a little bit more to kind of prepare you for week four, and then again week one, which is your period. Now moving on to week four. You're still in that luteal phase. We're in day 22 to day 28. You're, um, again, this is where you your body starts to prepare itself again for pregnancy. And obviously, if you don't get pregnant, it obviously the eggs are shed as a period. So this is where you are more prone to injuries. So this is the week right before your period. You're prone to um, injuries. So you want to be careful with, you know, lifting too heavy. Um, you want to focus more on quality lifts, quality of movement, not quantity. So, you know, you can reduce your time spent in the gym here. You could do some yoga, stretching. Um, you know, you can use um, machines again over free weights. And you can also make maintain a slightly higher caloric intake here to kind of manage those cravings. And then the, the cycle repeats itself again. Once you finish that luteal phase, you go back into the estrogen dominant phase of the follicular phase of week one. And then again, that happens. And so this is your cycle and how you can actually manage um, training and nutrition around your cycle. Now, um, one thing I have to point out is that in terms of nutrition, um, you know, most women know their cycle and most women know how they feel. They're very intimate with, you know, their symptoms. Um, and, you know, a lot of women may also want chocolate when they're on their periods or crave popcorn when they have PMS, whatever it is, it's, different for every single woman and i know that it's different for every single month no two cycles are the same some cycle i'm you know quite strong and i um can manage my cravings quite well and some cycles i am just a complete mess and you know i'm i'm devouring a tub of halo top ice cream so it's just different for everyone and um, it's one thing's for certain is that, you know, it does affect, our cycle affects our hunger levels um, for several days. And it's just a weird thing that happens. And so um, 
I think it's really important to start connecting with your body if you're not connected with your body and start maybe taking note of how it feels during the entire month, keeping a, a food diary, keeping a um, journal of how your emotions feel and how you're feeling throughout the entire month and how your cycle changes your eating patterns. Um, so I think, again, it's, you know, one of those things that not a lot of people talk about. And I know as, you know, being in the fitness industry, it's not talked about a whole lot. Um, and in fact, one of my favorite um, fitness personalities, trainers, who um, I've gotten a lot of, you know, information from in terms of this, the, the menstrual cycle and training is um, James Smith. So if you haven't checked him out, go check him out on um, Instagram. But he um, talks a lot about how we really need to honor our bodies as women um, when it comes to our our training and nutrition um, with our cycles. We can't, women and men can train the same, but we are so fundamentally different that um, we can train the same, but it will affect us in a very different way. Um, so it's not a lack of willpower that you're feeling if you can't go to the gym and you know perform as well when you're on your period or throughout the cycle. It's because of your hormones and hormones make a very real impact on how our bodies feel, what they crave and how many calories we're eating. Um, they, they change our point of society. Um, satiety, sorry, uh, they make us more or less inclined to eat big meals. And, you know, they, they, and if you already struggle with, you know, with your food, um, it, it just, it, it's compounded even more when you have your period. So there are some nutritional considerations that I would like to give you today um, that I think is going to help you around managing your symptoms around PMS and also managing your symptoms in general for your, um, your cycle in general. So one thing I find important that helps is to eat slowly, and this will help increase the feeling of fullness and avoid overeating because when we are on our periods, um, we tend to feel very bloated. And when we overeat, it just exasperate, it exasperates um, the pain that we're feeling, the menstrual cramping, the bloating, everything is just compounded. So. We want to avoid that feeling of overeating. Um, you want to try and make sure that you get in seven to nine hours of sleep a night. So um, this might be the case where you've noticed that you are feeling more tired during certain parts of your cycle before, before your period or during. So this is a good time to kind of, you know, pay attention to your sleep, making sure that you're sleeping enough and don't feel bad about it. Um, you want to be prepared for hunger and cravings. So you want to feel like you have some control. So always have, you know, healthy food on hand, have nutritious snacks, making sure that you have your delicious foods on hand and plan to eat them slowly and savor them. Don't feel bad if you do, you know, make bad choices. Just get back on track the next day. Track your morning body temperature regularly. Um, it's really kind of, um, it's, it's a good thing to do this. Um, a jump in temperature signals the phase in which women tend to eat more calories. So, um, which 
I think it can help you with managing your increased appetite. Um, so generally when like a week before your period and during your period is when your body temperature rises. Um, and um, so you'll probably feel a little bit more of an increased appetite here. Um, so then you know what to expect and you can manage yourself accordingly. Um, so one of the things that you can do is also use um, apps. I think apps are really um, helpful. You can use apps to help you manage your cycle, to keep track of your cycle if you're not really sure if it's, you know, normal. Um, but it can also help you to make sense of how you're feeling. So um, because your menstruation brings a ton of hormonal changes they can have a real impact on how you feel on a biological level on a physical emotional mental and spiritual level so i think it's important um, that you don't feel guilty when you do or if you do give in to the cravings just do the best and work with your coach if you don't have one get in touch with me um, but it really helps to um, have a coach that understands a PT that understands the menstrual cycle and of course obviously being a woman I understand it but there's not to say that men you know can't understand the menstrual cycle but it's really important that you honor yourself um, that you're going to have fluctuations in your cravings, you're going to have fluctuations in your eating habits, your hunger signals throughout your cycle. You're not going to feel the same every single day like a man would. Um, men, you know, on a, you know, they're very lucky, I would suppose, but um, they don't have these, you know, dips in in hormones they don't have these fluctuations that they have to deal with so we do and we have to honor that and we have to honor our bodies um, so like I said eat slowly to help increase the feeling of fullness and avoid overeating um, try to get that sleep in making sure that um, you're prepared to have nutritious snacks on hand um, eat smaller portions just to kind of making sure you avoid overeating or you know avoiding that buffet style all you can eat kind of meal times um, because that's going to really kind of make you feel not just bad physically but also make you feel guilt um, don't put so much pressure on yourself just take it step by step like right now if you're in the middle of your cycle if you're you're on your period right now and you're listening just do the best as you can and then the next month you can make better choices um and that is all I wanted to kind of just touch on those tips. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, it's so important that we honor our bodies. I cannot stress that enough. And it's so it's also really, really important that we as women feel empowered, um, that we are not to feel ashamed about our menstruation. It's so normal. It's... Um, a beautiful part of our you know bodies and what our bodies can do because without it we wouldn't be able to create life so we need to be empowered we need to not feel bad about ourselves we need to um you know learn to appreciate our body and learn um how to love it through its all its cycles and um you know i i just wanted to kind of share that little thing with you um 
I really do hope that you found this episode helpful. Um, and you, if you have any questions in regards to this topic, please reach out. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook, Alessia D Coaching, or you can directly contact me through the podcast. Um, so I really do hope that you found this helpful and I cannot wait to um, get back on the episode for next week. Watch out for next week's episode. It's going to be a good one and I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week and I will talk to you soon. All right, guys, take care. Bye.